0: This is Holy Family School of Faith.
1: There is no greater joy than praying the rosary with your kids and grandkids, but this is real life, and it's not perfect. So enjoy this imperfect production. So welcome to our rosary meditation. Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's call to mind all those that we've promised to pray for. I'm especially offering this... Rosary for the healing of Olivia Keneally, but also for the strengthening of Jeannie Sherman, for the repose of the soul of Nikki Bush, for uh, Jared Mariska. We're offering this for your surgery tomorrow, so now let's pause for a moment and call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. We've been reflecting on the virtue of temperance and the way temperance conquers the seven deadly sins and today we reflect on the deadly sin of gluttony but we need to start by being reminded that we were made for joy and joy is the response to something experienced as good and it invites us to rest or to delight in the good and we can have real joy and pleasure and for this meditation Joy and pleasure mean the same thing. And we can have real joy and pleasure by experiencing a real good, such as the joy of children. So many people these days are missing out on the joy of children. But we can also delight in, rest in the joy of a a job well done or a good conversation with a friend or sitting on the beach and watching the sunset and the tide roll in. But we can also be tempted to replace these real joys from real goods with fake joy, some pleasure that takes the place of the real thing. And one temptation is to choose fake joy that comes from gluttony or drunkenness or drug use. A fake joy comes from the experiencing the pleasure without possessing the true good. Now, gluttony refers to eating, drinking, and drug use for the sake of pleasure alone or to escape the reality that we find maybe too hard or too va- too painful or too boring or maybe we think that real joy just isn't attainable. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread
0: and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: Of God, pray, pray for for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Aww. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the, in the beginning, is now, now and it shall, shall be where world. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our, our sins, sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to, to heaven, especially those, those in most need of thy mercy. Now it's possible to be gluttonous by eating too much, either because it's unhealthy, or because someone else is entitled to this food, or by a, eating to alleviate stress, anxiety, fear, or loneliness. But, this might surprise you, we can also be gluttonous by being too picky, too attached to a certain kind of food, too health-minded, too controlled by food. Anytime we put our eating preferences above love of God and neighbor, we are falling into sin through food, and that's gluttony. C.S. Lewis points out, Every time a person is grumpy, impatient, uncharitable, or self-concerned because of their stomach, it's a case of gluttony. So in this decade, reflect, in what instances do we fall into gluttony? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Our daily bread, and forgive
0: Lead all souls to stand. heaven, especially yeah, like those most need our mercy.
1: Dave, you're doing really well. I'm impressed. <laughs> our third meditation.
2: You didn't tell him that the other one was going through the pantry while you were meditating on gluttony. Should we yeah. tell him that?
1: The <laughs> resident's putting on my lipstick. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's appropriate oh. to go through the pantry during our, talk, our meditation yeah. on gluttony, Yeah. but not for our third decade on <laughs> drunkenness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a little bit
1: higher. <laughs> uh, now, Alcohol is not evil. In fact, one of my favorite scripture passages, Sirach chapter 31, verse 27, says, Wine is life for a man if drunk in moderation. What is life worth without wine? It was created to make men happy. Drunk at the right time and in the right amount, wine makes for a glad heart and a cheerful mind. However, Drunkenness is gravely evil because drunkenness that is when we by our own choice handicap our intellect and our will. Now the intellect and the will is what makes us in the image of God and the, these two powers make us capable of union with God capable of engaging with God because the intellect is made for truth and god is pure truth but to the extent that we make ourselves stupid to the extent that we disable our intellect to the extent that we to that extent we prevent ourselves from full engagement with god in drunkenness and our will is made for goodness and god is pure goodness but to the extent that we hinder our will that we reduce our freedom chemically to that extent we're deliberately making ourselves less capable of engaging with God. Therefore, drunkenness is directly opposed to the fulfillment of the purpose of our life, union with God. And that's what makes drunkenness a grave sin. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, mm-hmm. thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give
0: us, us this day our daily bread. To
1: Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, at the hour of our Hail hey, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us
0: sinners
1: now, at the hour of our Hail hey, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall
1: be. World without and Lord. Oh, my Jesus. Forgive us our sins, and save us from the fires of hell. And all souls to heaven,
0: especially those in most
1: need of thy mercy. Joy or pleasure is meant to be a byproduct of attaining some good. In a sense, joy and pleasure up, are designed to be a secondary side effect. It's kind of like praise. If we make being praised our goal, then we're governed by vanity. But if we make excellence our goal, then there's nothing wrong in enjoying other people's appreciation and gratitude for the good things we do. So too with emotional joy and pleasure. It's supposed to be the result of knowing the truth, appreciating beauty, and living a life of virtue. But when we make emotional or mental pleasure the goal, then we're tempted to manipulate the brain to feel good through drug use like pot. People use weed to manipulate the emotions. Unlike alcohol, pot is immoral, even if legal, because it disconnects the emotions from reality. Usually because we feel that the world is overwhelming or painful or even just displeasing. And this goes against the purpose of the mind and the emotions. The emotions need to be nourished by reality in the form of goodness and beauty. But we disconnect the emotions from reality, starving the emotions from what they need. Reality in the form of goodness and beauty. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
1: Finally, even when life gets hard or painful or boring, or even if real joy seems impossible, don't give up on real joy. Don't turn to fake pleasures in the form of entertainment, food, alcohol, or weed. Don't substitute fake joy for the experience of things that are truly good, because God is very good. And even if this life is hard or painful or not what you wanted, this life is still really good. Don't seek to escape life. Embrace the world. Be grateful and be happy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: So let's be apostles of friendship, good conversation, and the rosary. Share Share this this with with others. Thank you for praying with us today. Stick around for a few minutes to hear what we are doing to build the kingdom. I'm blessed to be here with the D'Amico family. And Sebastian D'Amico has four fantastic kids. Santi... Dabe, Bella and Lorenzo and an even more fantastic wife Vicky. But Sebastian heads up a very important division for School of Faith that's responsible for the ongoing formation of the Catholic school teachers in both the Archdiocese of Kansas City and in Cincinnati. So all of the formation that you're receiving, little by little, day after day, through the rosary, Sebastian leads a full team of instructors to form these teachers. So I wanted to give...
2: We're going to get this camera fixed. Hold
1: on. I wanted to give Sebastian an opportunity to share with us his vision and the great work they're doing in the schools.
2: So the um, it's been a a great privilege to get to be part of this team. Um, I have been working in the schools as a teacher for the last almost 15 years, and um, it started when Mike started coming to our schools to do these once uh, at the school I was at. We ended up doing it every week, and we still do it every week there. But these um, everywhere else, it's these monthly formations with the teachers, and it ended up being this really um, awesome chance for the faculty, for my faculty to get together as friends to carve out time to learn about our faith and to speak with each other about these things. And the, the result, you know, over time is this growth in, in friendship with Jesus and with each other, which is really kind of the heart of the whole, the whole thing. Um, And in the process, I guess I've gotten, it's such a privilege to get to work with our school teachers in this diocese. And and I know the guys in Cincinnati would corroborate because you end up forging these friendships with these teachers across the diocese. And you get a pulse of the way that these teachers um, get to share the gospel with our kids in our schools and with our families in the process. Um, And it's awesome. It's awesome. It's like you get to have
1: friendships with more people than what you normally would, I suppose. Sebastian, how does the once a month, what does that look like practically? So we
2: get together, um, usually on a day off. The archbishop has kind of carved out time for each each of his teachers to have dedicated time to... We get together, we usually teach something, some short passage or some idea we'll have time for small groups so the teachers have time to talk about these things. It's actually really important that they be in small groups and without the students around so they can just be human, um, which is, you you know, when you're going all day long is such a, a premium. So there's small group time. We have time to discuss and we have time to pray. A lot of times there's food involved um, and it's usually about uh, somewhere between two and three hours of time um, but it's pretty it's pretty special. it's pretty special
1: and this is once a month uh, and you they come to you or you go to the school.
2: We go to them, we go to them and we yeah, they find a place in their building and we kind of camp out there
1: but the there's no kids in the school that day just the teachers
2: very rarely are there kids and while they're while we're there the the teachers are just with us
1: over these years. What are some of the topics in broad strokes that you've been forming the teachers in? That's a good question. So we've
2: covered the whole catechism.
1: The whole catechism. Yeah, yeah. How many people in this world have gone through the whole catechism?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty special. We've gone through the 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 main plot of salvation history.
1: So almost all of the Bible.
2: Yeah, yeah. At least in in in, in the most important parts of it. The we've gone over what is evangelization. Ah. How do you share the gospel with people? We've talked about... Um, so
1: you're actually training Catholic school teachers on how to share the gospel with others. Right, right. That's pretty critical for our mission.
2: Right, right. Because, I mean, first and foremost, we're just evangelizing each other. And then they have the added opportunity to share what they know and what who we know in Christ with these students.
1: And... Uh, Describe how you've been training the teachers in deeper life of prayer and meditation.
2: So that's that's just been kind of bread and butter from, from day one has been time in the chapel. Um, usually it was something that we've been talking about to, to practice meditation, to practice kind of what this rosary is about anyway, um, to think about something beautiful and to ponder what it means in a, in, a, in a place that's quiet where you can and then
1: talk about it with friends. So it's thanks to Archbishop Nauman and thanks to the, really the great work that Dr. Kathy O'Hara, the previous superintendent, the current superintendent, but also Archbishop Schnur in Cincinnati and uh, the superintendent there and the team of instructors we have in Cincinnati, the all of the Catholic school teachers are getting this in-depth intellectual formation in the faith, but also this deep spiritual formation, but also being equipped in order to share the gospel with others, but to show the teachers, and then the teachers show the kids how to share the gospel with others. I mean, this is, this is pretty, this is a game changer in the Catholic world for you to be doing this in the Catholic schools. And I'm really grateful, Sebastian, for your 15 years of dedication in this, and for leading the team. And uh, I would say we have the strongest Catholic school school system in the country here in Kansas City, and I think Cincinnati's not far behind. Yeah, it.
2: yeah. But we just got a few years on. That's right. That's right. They got some catching up to do.
1: So, uh, Sebastian, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, This is a a critical aspect of the church and the mission of the Holy Family School of Faith, so thank you.
2: Hey, no problem. Thank you.